Hey, Fred, Keith here. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to jump in really quickly to share with you about a little book that I've just put out recently. It's called Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After a Relationship Ends. You know, I had a marriage of about 24, 25 years end in divorce, and it crushed me. I mean, it really got me down. But after I licked my wounds for a while, I decided I need to put together a strategic plan to pivot from this loss into my next chapter. So I put together this little plan that I call Thrive. So if you're going through a breakup right now, or maybe you've just gone through one recently and you could use a little help, I encourage you to look for the link in the show notes and check out Breakup, How to Heal and Thrive After Relationship Ends. All right, now on with the show. Hello and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA Christian family heal their church trauma and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things, but can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Keith Brown. So glad that you could join me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out of what I know has to be a busy schedule, especially this time of year with Christmas just around the corner that you are listening to this podcast. And I appreciate it so much. And I hope that today you're going to get something out of it because I believe you are. Because I'm going to tell you that I'm going to read a scripture that is 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 one that's well known, but um, to me, it just... it really spoke into my heart so deeply, and I want to share that with you today, and I hope that maybe it'll resonate with your spirit as well, okay? So what am I going to do? I'm going to read from the gospel reading from this coming Sunday. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if you're Baptist, assembly, or non-denominational, you may have never heard of something called a lectionary. What is a lectionary? It is a collection of biblical readings put together historically by the church that revolve on a three-year cycle. These readings throughout scripture, there's a, a Old Testament reading, there's a New Testament reading, there's a gospel reading, and there's a psalm reading every Sunday that is read universally around the world by churches who use this lectionary to do so. So if you're not familiar with it, that's what it is. But I typically use it in my work, and and I love it because it it ties into the Christian calendar. There's also a very thematic connection, usually with the text. So, you know, it's just a beautiful, I think, 
way to study scripture. It's done every Sunday. There's also um, readings that you can do daily that do the same thing. So it's it, to me, it's just a beautiful collection that um, that the church has had for many years. So for this coming Sunday, the reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. And if you've been around the church any at all, I know that you've heard the gospel, uh, uh, the birth of Christ through the book of Luke, that famous um, story there. But I think that you've probably also heard this one as well. And if you haven't, or it's something you haven't heard recently, I think it's a good thing to read it. So let me do that if I may. I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible. And again, this is the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. It goes like this. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man, not wanting to disgrace her, desired to put her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for it is he who will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place, that what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means... God with us. And Joseph arose from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took her as his wife and kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. May God bless the reading of his written word. Beautiful story, right? Now, we read that story, and let's just think about it contextually. Now, the writer of the Gospel of Matthew is obviously in this gospel, often trying to prove and show the messianic fulfillment of Jesus as the promised Messiah of the Old Testament. So we will often see the connection of teaching and stories in Matthew tied back to Old Testament prophecy. And this text is no exception. This text the birth of Jesus accounted here in Matthew is a direct connection to the prophecy found in Isaiah, where the virgin becomes um, impregnated by the, the child, the son, um, from the Holy Spirit. And this takes place, and Joseph here goes into a dream state and is given a word from God through, it says, the angel that this is nothing bad here. <laughs> it's of the Holy Spirit, and he should proceed with his marriage. Now, just think about it from today's perspective. Could you imagine that you were betrothed to a woman, and you just found out that she was pregnant, and you knew that you had not been with her in that way? Well, you know, how would you react? Well, I have to believe in part of me that Joseph had to respond immediately like, whoa, 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 what is the deal here? This this doesn't fly. And um, I, I know that Joseph here did something I think is important. And this is this is where it, it really speaks to me. Again, I know that that the, the main purpose of this text contextually is to is to 
illustrate the birth of Christ. And yeah, there's references to the virginity birth. There is references to the, you know, the Holy Spirit coming. There is reference to the promise that he will be the Messiah. He is the Messiah, that he, he is Emmanuel, God with us, and, and Jesus, the one who takes away our sins. I know all of that is in this text, and I, I appreciate it and love it. Um, but let me tell you, as I read this text, it spoke to me in a very interesting way because I did something that really connected me to Joseph. As I read this text, it it really just made me appreciate Joseph. Now, if you remember many years ago now, um, there was these bracelets that people used to wear all around their, their wrists that said, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, I, I, I almost want to wear a bracelet today that says WWJD, but it would be, what would Joseph do? Because I think this Joseph, one who is often so little of a character in the scriptures, one that we often don't think about, one that we don't often hear about, really. In this text, I think that the lesson that I get from Joseph is just so amazingly beautiful and so apropos to our let me tell you what I mean. Okay, here it is. Joseph finds out that his betrothed is pregnant. Now, in this world, that was a very big deal. And the fact is that Joseph could have brought her before the public, could have brought her before the officials. He was betrothed to her. That was officially a contract. There was a connection there. There was a the legality of a relationship that already had begun with Joseph and Mary. And he could have brought her up to charges that she had basically done this thing and gotten in this way. And he could have um, been given a, a, an annulment, so to speak, of the relationship. And Possibly what would have happened to Mary, and maybe even probably, Mary could have been stoned. Mary could have been killed. They took this very seriously. And Mary would have been in great jeopardy. But even before, now notice the timing here in the scripture. Even before Joseph has the dream, even before God sends the messenger to Joseph. Even before that, if we look at the scripture and notice the timing, Joseph, it says, decided to put her away secretly. Joseph, believing that she had done wrong, Joseph, I think, knowing or, or, or understanding that she had, you know, basically hurt him, had degraded their relationship, all of that stuff, all of that garbage that humanly we would experience. Even so, Joseph, I'm sorry, Joseph wanted to put her away secretly. Joseph wanted to protect Mary. Now, that is a little deal that may be swept under the carpet sometimes. And again, notice it's before God comes to Joseph in this dream to tell him who Jesus the baby really is and what his purpose is. So that, my friend, tells me the type of man Joseph was. And then I go, okay, he was a man who wanted to protect this person who he believed in his own natural thought 
hurt him and had done wrong to him and was disobedient to God, which was no minor detail, by the way. And yet, with all of that, Joseph did not want to publicly hurt her. Then I think about our world today. Oh, my goodness. If we look at people and the world today and everything that's going around, we see that people have this mentality, this desire, this urge, this need at times to publicly attack people. Even if someone has done something wrong, even if someone has done something that we think is morally wrong, spiritually wrong, scripturally wrong, against God, as Mary had with Joseph, supposedly, at least in his mind, Joseph didn't want to hurt her. And yet when I look at the world today and I look at the church today, that's not what I see. What I see, especially with this social media that we have, this, this freedom that we have to tape a few words, to hurt people, to attack people, to, to just go after people. I think there are people today that have nothing better to do than to attack people who they disagree with. And I have to ask myself, where is the Christian in that? Where is the Jesus in that? Where is the love in that? Where is the Joseph in that? If anybody would have had grounds to do that, it would have been Joseph. And who could have blamed him? And I I have to keep going back that this was before Joseph knew who Jesus truly was. And yet, this man who loved God, who was a righteous man, the scripture says, exemplified what it truly means to live out the greatest commandments that Jesus gave us. To love God, thus the righteous thing that came in the scripture, and to love others as ourselves. Joseph loved and cared about Mary. Joseph wanted what was right with Mary. Joseph was trying to protect Mary. And I have to wonder, what would the church be like today if we spoke words of love, compassion, and help? Now, many people will say, hey, you know, I love you, so I'm just going to tell you the truth. I'm telling you this because I love you. Baloney. I call baloney. And that's a kind way of saying it. Because I think for most of those people, it's not about being loving. It's trying to just prove themselves right. Because if you think that treating other people badly, if you think that calling people out publicly, if you think that stoning someone through the use of a keyboard on social media is godly, is of Jesus, is of love, is Christian, 
then I don't know what to say. Because I believe in all my heart that we have to be loving. Now, you may say, well, Keith, this sounds pretty attacking, and I guess it may. But I am trying to call the church back to emulating who Jesus was, emulating how Jesus spoke to people, emulating how Jesus treated people. <laughs> and I have to believe in my heart that as we look in the season of Advent to the birth of the baby child of Jesus, that maybe we want to ask Jesus to, to live a little bit more fruitfully through us. And I'm pointing the finger at myself today as well and asking myself, Keith, are you loving like Jesus? Are you speaking to people like Jesus? And I have to say that there are times when I don't. And so I am publicly confessing right now that that is the case. There are times that I get frustrated. There are times that I get short. There are times that I get aggravated. There are times that I... <laughs> and Jesus says, love them. Speak to them. And even if you won't share what you believe to be truth, do it first in love. Because, my dear friend, I'm convinced that's the only way it's going to hit home. What do you think? <laughs> well, that's the thoughts from this old guy from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through to 25. So again, if I can leave anything with us today, it would be this. WWJD, what would Joseph do? Until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains, and may God truly bless you. Bye-bye. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.